Hey everyone, this is Jay Johnson from One with the Undercard. Do you want to support your favorite heels and a great small business at the same time? Look no further than holdfastcoffeeco.com, where you can use the promo code HEELTURN20 to get 20% off your entire basket. They're great people, it's great coffee, and their coffee is responsibly sourced. Turn to Hold Fast Coffee Company for all of your coffee needs. And now for this week's episode. You are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. Welcome on in. It's episode number 25 of the Heel Turn Collective Podcast. Again, I mean, we're here. We're half, I guess it would be half a a baker's dozen, right? At 25. And uh, you heard the voice, ladies and gentlemen. It is my esteemed colleague, Shane Douglas Riley. Shane, what's going on? Um, Absolutely nothing. Um, Mm. It's been been a wild week over here for sure. Um, Yeah. uh, You know what? We're going to break a little news here. Uh, on the Heel Turn Collective podcast, Shane, a recent COVID recovery, isn't that right? It's true. Yeah, I was a, uh, I'm asymptomatic, or I was asymptomatic. I'm good now. Um, mm. but yeah, um, my wife, however, not COVID hit her pretty dang hard. Um, so initial test said she was negative, though, correct? Yeah, which is very, very interesting. But I can assure you that she was not negative. Um. Um, i can look at her and say that she is definitely positive but no yeah we were held up in separate separate rooms for about 10 days so Mm. i only only saw my wife when i was facetiming her for about 10 days so um yeah that's fun but we're on the other side now we're we're good we're balling oh okay see back well you know what happened shane the day after election day happened of course we elected a new president uh, yeah it's true yeah the the ultimate remedy because it's a hoax so yeah oh yeah i forgot that you know scan dem or scam demic the whole thing yeah. yeah uh um with that being said we did elect a new president depending on who you ask congratulations <laughs> to the new commander in chief mm-hmm. uh rudy giuliani is quite pissed but uh yeah what are you gonna do that? Hey, there's a lot of things going on in his life right now so you know C- come on not just <laughs> look if you've seen borat too you know exactly what we're talking about but i think giuliani's got a couple of other issues to be dealing with other yeah, yeah. This, you know but uh, late five sure a- absolutely so this is the heel turn collective podcast so episode number 25 and we just we, we can't thank you guys enough for joining us along the way really um you know listening to what we've been putting out the feedback has been great so we appreciate that and hope that continues into the future uh we are two weeks away shano from our little trip to denver in which yeah. we will be the heel turn road show absolutely so we're, we're trying to figure out a way to kind of include you guys on the trip home. Look, there's going to be a lot of cursing uh, like normal on this show, but uh, probably a lot more cursing because I'm going to let Shane actually take the wheel, uh, which is a, a scary thought. In which itself. is funny but, because uh, we... I'm taking the wheel because I refuse to let Lance even look at the wheel. So mm, Lance okay. is going to be playing the whole DJ in chief. He's going to be running the playlist. He's going to be running the aux cord. Um, hopefully. You... Hold on. Hold on. Where do you like fall on that argument? Like, who has control of the aux cord in a, um, in a car? It depends. I think if it's um, road tripping, it's probably the passenger, um, unless the passenger is only putting out freezing cold playlists. Um, mm. But if it's 
yeah, so I, I think A is like road trip. We're looking at road trip here. We're, it's going to be the passenger driver, passenger seat. Um, unless playlist sucks, then driver takes over. Okay. Okay. So I, I guess I guess the driver would get the final say on if something sucked or not, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Where it's like you know if I'm bored. Um, also, I feel like okay, the passenger, um, which is also a large reason why I asked Lance for this civic duty here. Um, not only because Lance has been my best friend of about fifteen years now, but because I know Lance is going to bring a plus level conversation. That passenger seat has to communicate, not necessarily with information, because um, I sure as heck didn't pick Lance for his uh, his directions ability. Um, but that conversation piece has to be there. Um, the intangibles have to be there. You know, I I couldn't agree more. You know, you're really looking uh, for that person with downfield vision, yep. uh, that person that really knows, you know, kind of. They know the playbook back and forth. They know yeah. uh, what plays are going to work and, and which ones aren't, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, Lance, I expect him, I expect you um, to really know my yeah, clearance. Yeah, talk to me in the, th- you know, talk about me in the third person ass wipe. <laughs> I expect you to, to know my clearance, you know. Uh, we're going to be driving a box truck across this, this wonderful chunk of rock uh, that we live on here. Um, you got to know my clearance. You know, if you don't think I'm going to, if I'm going to clear a bridge, you got to, you got to tell me or else we're going to scalp that bad boy. Mm, mm. I mean, just riveting conversation that you can always look forward to here on the heel turn collective. But, uh, but yeah, let us know who you think should actually own the ox cord at collective heel and at rain shyly on Twitter. I promise we'll only make fun of you a little bit. So, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, this is week 25, Shane, we've really been kind of hitting the pavement and here we are uh, half of 50. So that's exciting. Uh, but we have a whole week of NFL action to talk about. Obviously week nine, uh, your boy, once again, with my picks looking a little pretty, we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of games that happened in Week Nine, a lot of storylines, a lot of narratives uh, that, that's been going on lately because we're kind of winding down now. You know, it's the halfway point. Now you got the, the second nine. half of the season. Yeah, absolutely, we're on the back nine, so it's going to be interesting to see how teams kind of shape up and, and things like that. We got a whole slew of that to talk about. Plus, plus Shane, the Week Ten picks, which I have been absolutely dominating. Uh, as of late, I mean, Shane, you, you're you're there as well, but maybe not uh, maybe not on your boys' level. So maybe I'll take Lance Stradamus one day instead of uh, you know Shane Stradamus, but we'll see. Um, but we have all that to talk about. Plus, we have double heels of the week. We're going to call it the double birds uh, heel of the week. We're going to give it to two separate people. Uh, Shane, with all that, buddy, you ready to get rocking and rolling? Yeah, let's roll. Let's do it, baby. Let's talk some shit. And get our asses whipped. Let's rock and roll. And right off the top, Shano, uh, last week we discussed a game that was very interesting to me because you had you had Dallas coming in and playing Pittsburgh. Actually, it was in Dallas, so excuse me, it's not coming in. But no, uh, no, 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 you're you right. Know, they came into Jerry World. You know, they still had to get to the arena. You're right. You're good. Yeah. So a partial. I'll take that partial W right there. But. Uh, so they they come into Jerry World, the Steelers do, and it, it just seems like there's more Steeler fans and Cowboy fans. And this year, who can blame them? Yep. You know what I'm saying? But um, they come in, uh, my boy, and, and of course, 
everyone's boy, Garrett Gilbert, getting the start for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, really just a, a thick quarterback room there. Okay. I think um, you're from the uh, University of, of Arkansas? Uh, I think we'll you're a Razorback. It. I can't remember, but continue. We'll go with it. But, uh, you know, after Dak Prescott had a cramp in his, in his leg and is now currently out for nine months and uh, Andy Dalton gets abused, you know, probably illegally by, by an assailant, we'll call him, uh, that crushes him after the play. Now, he's in the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Last week, Ben DiNucci uh, obviously didn't look that good because he gets pulled this week. Well, because the other option DiNucci. Are- uh, <laughs> that's, hey, look, from the James Madison University. But uh, I, I digress, though. Now you have the quarterback competition between one Cooper Rush mm-hmm. and one uh, Garrett Gilbert, which I was surprised to find out, Shano, has been in the league for eight years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. Unbelievable. Shocking stuff. Yeah. Shocking stuff. Um, but they go into Pittsburgh and they play – the Steelers tough at one point they were up 13 nothing I was gloating a little bit because you know your boy said this could have happened last week I said Dallas could go in there and beat them um but uh well, you know this is this is also just the most Pittsburgh Steelers thing of all time um yep which is also why they are not going to be that why they aren't my Super Bowl pick um whereas a lot of people are starting to starting to get those whispers you're gonna go in Yes, it's a road game. Although at this point, I feel like with this season, I feel like there's not really road and and home games. You know, there's no fans there, so it's kind of tough to to like to have that momentum on your side. But mm-hmm. the Steelers are going to go down there with is we've seen through nine weeks now one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Like the only reason they were in games with Dak was because he was putting up like he was throwing the ball like fifty times a game. He was he led he was leading the league in passing yards even after not playing a full week after he got hurt. He was still number one in the league in passing yards. Um, so they're down to their third string quarterback right now. Um, well, I, I guess technically this would be fourth string. Yeah. So they're down to their fourth string quarterback against a heinous, heinous defense, and they're going to get put up against the ropes during them. This is the most Steelers I think he thing used- of all time. I think it used heinous in the wrong context there because it makes it sound like you don't think the defense is any good. The Cowboys defense? No, no I mean, look, the Cowboys defense is Swiss cheese. Well, that's what that's what I meant but, is that that oh, okay. the the Cowboys defense is trash. Um, yeah, come on now. Like, like the only game, defense worse than the Cowboys is Seattle's. But this, anyway. this game should not have been anywhere close to being like the Steelers should have won this game by thirty. There's no like. I just don't know. I don't know if it's like a preparation thing. I don't know if they just let off the gas or what. Um, but they just have a history of going in and playing really, really bad football teams and almost losing or losing. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's I re- weird. I remember a couple of years ago, the Steelers played the Houston Texans. This is probably a couple, more than a couple of years ago, probably, you know, 10 years ago. But uh, they played the Texans, and the Texans had negative yardage overall and won the game. Because they had three defensive touchdowns. Yep. So, like, yeah. Obviously, the Steelers have a track record of doing this. I actually heard the argument today. It's actually, you know, it's 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 a pretty dumb take when you hear it. You know, um, <laughs> the, the somebody on Twitter was like, 
why doesn't the Chiefs get shit about the the Panthers taking them to the edge of the game and the Steelers get shit on because the Cowboys are uh you know what I mean like the Cowboys were beating up on them and I'm like because Carolina is way better than it's Dallas infinitely better infinitely they're better, way better than Dallas infinitely better and also they're not playing with their fourth string quarterback yes like they got my boy T Bridgewater in there yep. double gloving you know and and look. They had the Chiefs on the ropes. Yeah. Yep. But to compare the two games, to compare the two the two games is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's it's just ridiculous because obviously the Panthers would destroy Dallas. Yep. I mean, destroy them. Like, I mean, so I don't know, dude. Like they come off flat and and, and Ryan Clark actually made a good point today on ESPN. He was talking about uh you don't it's hard to get up for every single week. You know what I mean? It's hard to like kind of get fired up for every single matchup. So I do think that the Steelers, and I don't think this is an, an indictment on their coaching or anything, yeah. but I do think the Steelers do come out, come out kind of flat sometimes. Mm-hmm. And obviously it happened again this week. You know, obviously yeah. like they just came out a little flat. Obviously the Cowboys jumped into a big lead, but like even with that big lead at no point that I think the Steelers are going to lose the game because I mean, dude, it's tough because I was in there where I was in the thought process of I think they're going to because that last the last couple defensive drives especially for the Cowboys were just a train wreck. We we had like Mm -hmm. the one drive had what I think thirty or forty yards in personal foul penalties. Yeah, like yeah, the Steelers got like cut their distance from the goal line in half without actually even doing anything, and like one Mm -hmm. of those came on like a big I think it was like a third and is is third and long. Um, where where that was the illegal hands to the face, um, on Ben Roethlisberger from Alden Smith, I believe it was, but, um, but no, yeah, like that was one of those things where, yeah, like, the Cowboys really shut that team down. Like the, the Cowboys had them in a position where the game was over, um, but they decided to let the game, like, let the Steelers have the door open. Still, they could have slammed it multiple times in that fourth quarter and just didn't. Yeah. Um. I think that uh, that's a thing. Like the Steelers are are one of those teams, and and it, it's going to beg the question, Shane. Um, they're just one of those teams of you don't know which one you're going to get. Yep. The question that that it begs is, and I'm going to pose this to you, acting like you're an NFL head coach, mm-hmm. you got to kick the field goal on fourth and one down in their territory, right? Yeah. Towards the end of the game. Tomlin goes for it. They don't get it. If they kick the field goal, they're up by eight. You mean to tell me Garrett Gilbert has to drive down the field and get a two-point conversion? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that than missing on that fourth and one, and now they're only down five, and they'll win the game yep. with a touchdown. Yeah, so, the, Shane. There's a time to be cute, and there's a time to just lock it in. And I think that, like, especially with how the Steelers are playing that game, and, yes, like, I mean, I'm sure it's a great locker room sideline thing to know that your coach believes in you enough to take those chances. Um, but for, for how inconsistent they were playing all game, I think you've got to lock that game up right there. Cause there's, I like, I think that the odds that, um, uh, that Gilbert would have walked down the field and get that five is already pretty unlikely. Um, like at that point he, he, he was pretty cold that that offense was, was just standing still pretty much. Um, so for him to score a touchdown and get the two point conversion, I think you've got to lock the game up there. And I think like you have to just kick the field goal there. Have to. I think 
Yeah, I think if look, it's it's lauded right now. You know what I mean? Like people are like, "Whoa, oh, Tomlin, dumb decision. Just don't do it again. You won the game. They lose that game, though. I think Tomlin's really under some fire. Not that it matters because I don't think the Steelers. I mean, look, they're seven and zero. And if they would have won that, or lost that game, they'd be seven and one. I know they're eight and zero. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if they lose this game, they're seven and one. You know, so yeah, they're um, still a top. But in the I NFL, think so. Yeah, exactly. You know, right now they're the one seed in the AFC. Believe it or not, even though the Chiefs are eight and one, the Steelers are are uh, eight and zero, sitting on top of the mountain. So I think it's going to come down to. That's the thing, though. Every time you get your hopes up about the Steelers, every time you start thinking about, oh, man, they could win the Super Bowl again, they could be that kind of team, they always end up letting you down Yeah, in some fashion. And that's kind of like and, – and, and this is kind of like – yeah, this is the perfect example of why I very much classify myself as a disgruntled Steelers fan at this point because, yes, they're undefeated right now, but they're by no means a pretty undefeated. Um. Like there's been some pretty sloppy football all season, and and I know that everyone's like, this is not the time to celebrate the the like injury, you know, covered in bandages, Ben Roethlisberger, because like we are with how old he is and how like how late in the season injury prone he is, we've seen how horrible our backup quarterbacks are. Um. We don't have Charlie yeah. Batch anymore who, who can manage a game if things go bad. If Ben gets hurt and is out for like multiple weeks by uh, like week 14, we're doomed. Like absolutely doomed as a team. Um, because mm. yeah, Mason Rudolph plays like garbage. Um, and I think what, yeah. the third stringer is Josh Dobbs, I think. Um, uh, what happened to my boy Duck Hodge is back on the practice squad. He goes. I, I think I think Duck is off the payroll at the moment, I think. I don't think he's a no. Steeler right now. I'm pretty no. sure he's not. Hold on. Let's look this up. Yeah, Let's put it in the old Google anyway, machine here. Anyway, um, but no, yeah, like with how frat like this is this is scary stuff. Um because yeah, I, I think that like their defense is good, but um I don't think that they're good to keep us I mean we saw it last year, they're not good enough to keep us alive with with Mason Rudolph um running that show back there. Yeah, uh, Hodges is still on the Steelers. Oh, dang. All right. Don't be counting my boy out just yet, okay? <laughs> Don't be counting him out just yet. But, uh, um, but no, everything you're saying is true. You know, uh, Roethlisberger did get a little injured there uh, well, right before I, halftime. They, you know, right before, delay, right but... before we started recording, I, saw, I like, got an update that he is he has confirmed that both his knees are injured at the moment, um, and they are cautiously optimistic about him playing this week. Um, oh my god. So it's like already, already, like, um, it begins. We're like we're gonna see the you know, just the hobbling around Ben Roethlisberger. And you know, and history, like he's he's played some good football injured, I'll give it to him. Um but what? wait, stop the presses on this show. Hold on, hold on. I just didn't hear Shane Riley say I'll give him that when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger. I just didn't hear I, that. I didn't say that he's elite. I said he, like he plays uh, like he plays good injured, um, mostly because he's the size of a defensive lineman. But um, mm. um, mm. but um, yeah, he like I don't know what it is. Um, like this is definitely not a time to celebrate being undefeated because we have a very very fragile, um, fragile destiny at the moment. 
Um, and I don't think that it ends in ends in, in the Super Bowl at all. So, yeah, oh, Shane. Well, according to our picks last week, um, I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win it though. Um, I think I did pick them to win though. If, yeah, we're gonna have to go back in the archives. Well, I, I think if you, you went listening. Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Steelers, I believe. If I remember, yeah, that's I know what the Super Bowl was. I just don't remember who I had winning, but. Uh, yeah, but all, all that aside, like me and you grew up kind of around Pittsburgh, so we've seen we've seen this song and dance before. It's almost like Steeler fans, when they get to about, you know, eight, nine games in the season, they're like a lot of other football fans where they're like, let's just start the playoffs now. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you have a whole other season to play. Now, the thing is, is Roethlisberger gets hurt, man. They're in some – because Mason Rudolph played deep a little trouble. bit yesterday. Deep I trouble. mean, they'll <laughs> – Look, if Roethlisberger's out, you can go from 8-0 to 8-8 really quick. Mm-hmm. And so um, as much shit as as you give Roethlisberger week in and week out on the show, he's proving that he's proving that that he is a, a top reason why they're 8-0. Maybe not the reason, but, but he's a top reason why they're 8-0. He's not giving the game up. Like, he's not, like, it's not like a... Um, you know, like I hate even saying this, but it's not like a Philip Rivers situation where you know playing great, but the offense is just so unbelievably bad. Like we don't have like a like an unbelievable offense. We have a, like the offense is producing well. The the wide receiver core is really stepping up for sure for being how young it is. But um, yeah, yeah, we're not at, breaking at no, any records at, right now. Like <laughs> yeah, at at no point do I think that James Conner is Barry Sanders. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like I just. Just don't think that, you know, yeah. like, and like, like, again, you know, we've seen this before, you know, Tomlin has proven time and time again, another person that you just love giving shit to. Well, uh, I will Tomlin, say I've, I've come around on Tomlin. Um, over the last couple of years, Lance has heard me complain and rant and throw, wave my arms around about Mike Tomlin. I really, really think that it was just that I was really, really bitter about him standing on the field during that Ravens game. Um, on that like that kick run back, you were still upset about that Dude, years and years later. Yeah, that was freaking stupid. Like that was really one of the, like the lowest IQ things I've ever seen on a football field before. Like, he didn't think he the look man. He wasn't standing in the way. He said he was just too far out on the field. Remember that? Yeah, you know what? In that press conference. Huh, that's that's a very very interesting way to paraphrase. I was standing in the way. Um, so <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. Shane, in the uh, in the case of Mike Tomlin, was he actually standing in the road of Jacoby Jones? He he was. Um, but no, yeah. So I will say, I like. I'll admit, I'm I'm like I'm I've come back around. I I am a Tomlin guy. I do think he still inherited one of the greatest football teams of all time. So I'm not going to dub him as one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, but I like him. I heard somebody compare um, Juju Smith-Schuster to Heinz Ward today, and uh, I said that's high praise because because Heinz Ward was I mean he is just well the thing the I, thing about Heinz was that he revolutionized the wide receiver position as being a integral like like a very important part of the running game because um, the amount of times that we've seen Heinz Ward you know decleat someone and you know put them on their backs and stuff like that in the running game. And I like, I like Juju, but I'm not seeing that from him. Like, um, again, he's, he's, he's like, I still don't, I'm still not convinced that he's a 
tried and true number one wide receiver, to be honest. Yeah, with you. Um, I'll go with that. I mean, right now, how do you not take Chase Claypool over him? Yeah, you and know? honestly, it's it's kind of like watching some of the games. It kind of looks like Ben has him as the number one. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of like those big moments, like you know those third down receptions that we need. It, it's been looking like Ben's been turning to Claypool a lot more. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe that might just be that teams are double teaming Juju. No idea. Um, but it looks like Claypool's becoming way more of a prominent. Like it almost looks like we kind of have two half number one wide receivers on this team at the moment. Yeah, I can see that. Like one, you know, point five and point five make you yep. know. Uh, the 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 Randy Moss comparisons to, to Chase Claypool that needs to, to stop right now. Right, come now. on. <laughs> Like that's Randy Moss insane. is one of the most <laughs> Randy Moss is one of the most dominant wide receivers of all yep. time. I had a Minnesota Vikings Randy Moss jersey, like <sighs> like old school style. Like I had one, you know. And and uh, Randy Moss was the man. And and to compare, I think if Randy Moss gets out of his own fucking way, he's the greatest receiver that ever played. I I would I, I'm gonna say this. I think that he was. Um, oh. if we're going solely off of talent and I know like people are going to say the Jerry Rice, um, like conversation, which obviously Jerry Rice, fantastic, obviously like, um, has, has an all time legacy, but as far as being a wide receiver, like I don't care about antics. I'm not talking about whatever things, um, being the greatest wide receiver of all time. Um, it's Randy Moss, I think. Um, Ooh, I mean, I, I think that, you know, look, I, if we're talking about wide receivers, I mean, obviously Randy Moss is in the top three, but I would put like, you got to put like Rice in there. You have to. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, you have a couple of guys that are kind of sneaky, you know, like Terrell Owens. Mm. You know what I mean? Is he one of the best ever, you know, to ever do it? Like the most feared by a defensive back. Yeah. Somebody when they, when my you lined thing, up against them, they're just like. Ugh. My thing against uh, Owens is. He tapered off hard. Um, yeah. And obviously, like, they all did to some capacity. But with Moss, late, late in his career is when he broke the, the receiving touchdowns record. Like, that wasn't, in yeah. his, that wasn't in his prime. He was, you know, like, I think he was over 10 years in at that point. Like, that was one of his last seasons in the NFL when he broke that record. Um, and we're looking at, like, I'm thinking about the Terrell Owens that played in Cincinnati. And I'm just like... You were a non-factor, like, <laughs> like, yeah. You weren't or even the, in Buffalo, or yeah. Oh, gee, I forgot that he was even in Buffalo. Like, um, but yeah. So I don't know. Like, I like Terrell Owens actually. Um, I don't know if I'd put him in the top three though. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's tough, but uh, look, I just don't think Chase Claypool is there, and I don't know if he'll ever be there for the rest of his career. Yeah, but yep. um, the other arcing thing but, to this, but, I, I do want to bring up. I thought it was interesting regarding Juju. It's funny that you brought up Owens. Um, him trying to do the Owens uh, celebrate on the star during that game. Did you catch that? Uh, I did. Classy move, Juju. Classy move. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Hey, look, if you're going to be in a position like that where you're probably talking shit 90% of the time, you might as well just be the ultimate dickhead, right? Yeah, you might as well. I was talking to someone about this, like the, the, the debate of, um, 
like the you know just the the score touchdown give the ball to the referee versus like the celebrating thing um i'm one billion percent on the train of celebrations um i think that like my whole thing um because i i understand both sides of it i understand that you know the being the consummate professional all that fun stuff also there's a thing from like in my head where i'm just like if i was working like it's funny because we want like people want like professional athletes to be you know hey like you get paid to do something that you know you get you get paid to play a game if that's if that's the conversation let them play a game then let them have fun like um Mm -hmm. also in some of these situations you've seen players who were it's not like they started playing football four years ago when they got to the nfl they've been playing football for you know since they were in probably fourth grade or something crazy if not younger like um so i'm all on board celebrate talk trash show some personality um because yeah i'm like all my favorite players are, are players that have personality. I love that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, it does it does rub rub some people the wrong way. It does, like they said, just you know, shut up and play or whatever. And it's like that's like taking all the fun out of it. Like, look, I'm I am I am in the I'm in the camp of the people that that again like to have fun. You know, don't take myself too overly seriously. Trust mm. me. Ask anybody that I work with, that I come in contact with. I don't take a goddamn thing seriously. <laughs> but if I was super competitive and I was, like, in a position like that, yep. fuck yeah, I'm dancing when I score yep. a touchdown because I proved I because I proved on that play that I was better than you. Yep. I that's did. Also, I was really going to say, too, is, like, this isn't, like, it's not, like, the only time that those that those things happen are after touchdowns or inter- interceptions or whatever. Like you know, every single play of those games, they're they're jawing. Every <laughs> single play, like um, yeah, and and it can like, be pl- even even regardless of its playful competition or if it's like heavy heated talk, like trash talk, like not like an Aaron Rodgers and a Dominican Sue kind of like hatred sort of thing, but actually, like regardless if there's mutual respect. You know that there's t- there's trash talk every single play. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, I know what... if I was in a situation or if I scored someone down the field, and you know, especially if I juke someone or like mossed someone for for receiving touchdown, I'd be like, yeah, we're dancing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm dancing right now because again, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that you're better than that player per se mm-hmm. overall, but on that particular play, I was better than you. I yeah. did whatever I did better than what you did well, and for well, that, that that even opens up opens up the realm though of you have like you, you you know you have someone like a like i remember the old like chad johnson thing where he he had the his like who the the cornerback he was up against every week uh like in his locker room and it's just stuff like that where it's like um because yeah like i mean you might not be able to say i'm be- i'm a better player than you but if you smoke a guy, especially in some of these division games where you where you're gonna be lined up against the same guy twice, you can say that you're better than him if you outperform them. Yeah, and like, so look, uh, now that look now that me and Shane have proven ourselves to be bad sports, yeah. uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to a game anyway. yesterday that had <laughs> yeah that had two quarterbacks that uh, were actually pretty good sports. We had yeah. the Dolphins and the Cardinals, which is surprisingly Shane uh, for me the game of the day. Uh, 
you are big on this Cardinals team with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins on that offense, and yep. and who can blame you? But my boy, Tua Taya Vailonga, all right, nailed it, comes in and he plays starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins last week. Very forgettable for performance. Yeah. The defense carried him a little bit. Yeah. Caused quite the hullabaloo. Quite yes. the hullabaloo. Um, this week, Tua comes in and he looks like probably a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. He balled so out, dude. He balled yes, he did. <laughs> and look, Kyler Murray, I'm not I'm not throwing any shade on that dude. All right. He played his heart out. Yeah. Like that was a hell of a game. This was the he played a- after, his heart after the fat game of the week, for sure. Which is funny because going into the year, like going in this year, if if I would have thought, if someone would have said the Dolphins and, and Cardinals are going to have out of the 10, like uh, 10 weeks so far, one of the best games of the season, I would have been, I would have laughed. I'd have been like, no way. Um, but yeah, what well, a game. What a game. Yeah. Um, and, and don't look now. I, I said it. Uh, a little bit ago, but don't look now. I think the Miami Dolphins are in the running for the AFC East. Um, they are five and three. Aren't they, aren't they like a game or two behind the Bills? Oh, they're two. They're uh, two games behind because the Bills are seven and two. So, yeah. um, they're trailing them a little bit. Both teams look fantastic. Uh, Buffalo picked up a much needed win yesterday in Seattle, yep, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I. Kyler Murray had a beautiful deep ball, and I couldn't help it, but just text it to you. Yeah, you I did. couldn't yep. help it. I, I, I mean, I, it's funny because we, you and I, are we're pretty big on the Russell Wilson chain, like train both of us. Um, and I'm gonna say something. I think that Kyler Murray has a comparable deep ball to Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I would say that. I mean, I wouldn't put him in Russell Wilson's class just yet. But he's just his deep his ball, mind. though. Like, just like. Yes, just his deep ball. Yeah. I, I would put it up there. The, the moon ball, as they call it. But, uh, yep. look, I mean, you might be having your Peyton Manning, Tom Brady with Russell Wilson and uh, Kyler Murray in that division. You know, because, look, Jared Goff, um, Non-threat. right or wrong, <laughs> often gets overlooked in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but because he's in a division with these two. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, look, when it comes down to it, both teams played their heart out. Is there a better coach team right now than Miami? I don't think so. I mean, that, pulling, uh, going from a team that l- literally has no real, r- like, there's no reason why they are as good as they are. Like, I think everyone kind of still suspected them to just be the trash Dolphins, as usual. Um, and the fact that they're – they're not accidentally above 500. Like they're playing great football, like great football. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have to put some credit where credit is due on that coaching staff because, you know, they're getting them up. Yeah. You know, and the thing about Miami that I've noticed about them that I don't see with a lot of other teams, they want to play for this guy and they want to play hard for him. Yeah. They're bought in. And I mean, look at this point, I mean, I don't think Miami's going to win the Super Bowl, but no, heavens, no. you know, look, they they might knock off a, a team or two that that might shock you. You know they yeah. get in that they get in that five six seed and end up playing a a Tennessee or a Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I could see them. You know I could see them kind of you know maybe if not knocking them off, you know giving them a tough time. Yeah. You know the thing. So that, the thing that I found in this game that was really really cool. Sorry, I mean to cut you off there. I just want to get this. No, no, that's out. fine. Um, this had the remnants of what could be. Do you remember? Did you? I don't know if you felt this growing up at all. The Michael Vick versus Donovan McNabb games. Um, no. 
did you give a shit about those two? Did you feel those like like those levels of excitement going into those like old Eagles uh, Falcons games? No, really? Oh, I always felt this like I don't know if it's, it might be because I loved both of those those players so much. Um, but I, <laughs> I hated fucking Donovan McNabb. <laughs> hated him. Um, but like it felt like it felt like we were watching the future of football a little bit in this game with the with both of these quarterbacks. Um. Which was really, really yeah. refreshing, I think, because I think, like, for a while, like, with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, we were like, oh, okay, like, who's going to be these next greats? Like, who's going to be, um, you know, the players that, like, the generation after us is kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, what a legend, stuff like that. I'm not going to say that either of these two are first ballot Hall of Famers, obviously, but um, it between these two, you know, Justin Herbert, um we're seeing a really, really strong case that the future of football, like NFL quarterbacks, is going to be just fine, I think. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but this game was an absolute slugfest. Miami picks up the win 34-31. After they stop, the Cardinals on a key fourth down. You know, mm-hmm. they the Cardinals could have kicked the field goal. No, they did kick the field goal, and he missed it. Yep. That's what happened. Yep. <laughs> um, so, I mean, look. Uh, Zane Gonzalez, you know, you might be on the un, you might be on the unemployment line next week. But uh, look, I this game came down to the nuts and bolts of who is the not necessarily the better young quarterback. Because I think it's unfair yeah. when the sample size is only one game. That's not fair. <laughs> but I think both of them made the case for being you know a bright star in the NFL. I mean, yeah. both of them are going to be. You know. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Justin Herbert, and I mean, I, I want to talk about that game too. Um, the Chargers and the Raiders played in that beautiful SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Justin Herbert is a straight up baller. He's a just stud, a dude. I mean, a just a stud. stud. And I know, I know, you're a big fan of the Oregon Ducks, obviously. With uh, you know what, both your favorite Oregon Ducks playing in this game, except one was holding the clipboard and the other one was holding the pigskin. So. Um, I uh, look. I I think Herbert. You know, he plays the part right. He's got a huge arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Williams has been letting him down consistently, and I'm not just saying that as a disgruntled fantasy owner. Yeah, uh, I am saying that as a disgruntled fantasy owner. But um, so I I think it it begs the question, Shane. If Justin Herbert is so good as me and you have said, and and some. Why are they losing these games? Uh, this is this is gonna be. I'm gonna say this. It. T- I, I'm gonna say it. It speaks a little bit to maybe people were overreacting a little bit last year with Philip Rivers. Um, because Rivers is gone, st- team still sucks. Um, <laughs> they like. I mean, I just think that this is gonna like very similar to the Detroit Lions. Um, the Chargers are kind of the Detroit Lions of the AFC to me. Um, just a consummate underperformer. Um, like there's no reason why they should be this bad, like sort of stuff. Um, yeah, the, the Chargers Chargers are a little bit worse than the Lions, I think. Um, I mean, that's not really hard to say that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what like they just need to figure out something on defense, something on defense for this dude because he's not getting any help. Yeah, and and. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna beg the question: Is Anthony Lynn the coach to win there? I just don't see it. I don't see this team having the heart playing for that coach. Yeah, I just don't. 
look, I think Anthony Lynn is a, is a good coach. You know, he's a guy that can get you 10, 11 wins when he has the right pieces. But, like, I mean, he's not really, like, Anthony Lynn doesn't strike me as somebody that, uh, you know, is really going to take you to a Super Bowl, call the kind of game that's going to get you deep in the playoffs. So the answer is going to be at the top here, you know, because Dean Spanos has uh, famously not spent money uh, with the Chargers organization, obviously yep. they're not playing in San Diego anymore because he didn't want to pay for the stadium or whatever. Um, he wanted taxpayers to do it, but hey, look, uh, we're in California and that's how things do that. So yep. um, I thought one of the interesting, like a couple of takeaways from this game, um, the one of their running backs, um, I think his name is Calais, uh, um, Kalen Balage. Yeah. Um, he got cut from the Jets this year. Um, and one of the reason reasonings why they, they said on, on that, like during that game was that, uh, the Jets couldn't just, just couldn't find like a use for him. And there was a couple times where he like was gouging the Raiders. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm not going to say he's an elite running back, obviously, but, um, it's just funny that like, it just shows that every, like the Jets are just where, where people go to die. Um, the thing that, that w- made me super, super stoked about this game and, for the last probably what six six years now, Lance, um, I've been super super high on the Derek Carr train. Um, Lance used to make fun of me for it relentlessly, mm. Um, mm. and we're starting to see that that Derek Carr from like his first second year in the NFL, um, where he feels comfortable or it seems like he's like he's comfortable and he's just kind of slinging the rock around the yard. Um, and it looks like he's just having a lot of fun playing football. To be honest with you. Wow. I mean, look, those are all great points. I hate saying that because I love disagreeing with you on this show. But, um, I mean, those are all valid points. And now, look, the Raiders are set up to make a deep run. Yeah. They are. I mean, I've been an outspoken. All of a sudden, they went from kind of like a might be in the rebuilding phase to kind of being like, you guys might be contenders, actually. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go contenders. Not not Super Bowl. Not Super Bowl. But, like... um, like, I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, like, I don't know. So, so to me, it's very, it's a very interesting concept because we all laughed at John Gruden coming out of the commentary booth mm-hmm. at Monday Night Football to coach football again. But it looks like he knows what the hell he's doing, at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, Enough to look. They beat the Chiefs this year. Uh, they win a game that they should have won against the Chargers, and they won a couple of other games where you know a lot of people had counted them out. You know, count me surprised, color me surprised for the success that Derek Carr's had. As you alluded to, I laughed a lot about that. Um, but but I I don't know, man. Like it, it's very interesting because. The AFC West, the Chiefs are going to win the division. Like, that's not even – like, the tiebreaker between them and the Raiders isn't even going to come into play because the Chiefs are going to win, you know, 15 Although, games or whatever. Dude, uh, so I'm literally looking at the Raiders schedule Stop. right now. Stop. We're playing this game. We're playing this game. This is this is the remainder, uh, remainder of this schedule for them. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Broncos should be a W. The Broncos freaking suck. Um, Falcons. Probably a W. Jets will be a W. Um, depending on what Philip Rivers we get against the Colts, that like likely a W. Another Chargers game. 
if they keep playing, if the Chargers don't fix anything, another W. Like, they are, they have a cakewalk second half of the year. Really, like, legitimately, the only challenge they have for the rest of the season is the Chiefs. Like, <sighs> the rest of their, the rest of their schedule is significantly lower than five hundred right now. Like, there's a, there's a, I don't know, there's an, in, in, and right now, like, like we talked about, like, if the season ended right now. Uh, they're one game up on the Chiefs, or not one. Like they have, the, they have a, like the hypothetical tiebreaker with the Chiefs right now. If they run the table, they could win this division. Oh, that's a that's a burning hot take, though. That the Raiders run the table and go I'm, thirteen and three. I'm not saying that they're going to. I'm saying they have the schedule that would allow it. They they have some dog like garbage football teams coming up here. Um, look, and I don't want. I don't want me singing the Raiders' praises as somebody who thinks they're going to go deep in the playoffs. It's not what I don't, I, think. I don't think they're going to, but like they have a chance of actually, you know, maybe battling the Chiefs for the division here. Okay, I mean, maybe not this year, Shane. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are eight and one, and they look the best yeah, they've they look looked all season. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there's nobody slowing down that train. I actually yeah. had this conversation with you a little off air. We were talking that you could literally give Patrick Mahomes the MVP every year and nobody would be like, no, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Everyone would be well, like, no, the most that checks ins- out. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Uh, come on now. Here's the most insane stat you'll hear all week. He has 25 touchdown passes in one interception. One. Like imagine being that ridiculously good and, at your job. Just imagine. Also, let's not forget about, about this as well. Le'Veon Bell is still not like super integrated into the offense yet. Oh, it's just it's, like, at this point, it's not even fair. And and a lot of people might turn to, well, you know, Carolina put them on, you know, had them on the road. Carolina's sneaky good. I know they're three and six, mm-hmm. but Carolina, look, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. I think, you know, he can make the right throws. And you should have saw some of those catches those guys were making for him fucking yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Like they were getting up and and doing twists and shit just to make sure they caught the ball, but like, <laughs> goddamn son, they're doing something right in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think that team's going to be a force to be reckoned with in a few years. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. But uh, look, I mean, the Chiefs are just the class of the AFC, but and I don't think the Raiders are going to catch them. But it's nice to see divisions that are competitive, even though if Dallas wins that game yesterday and. In advances to three and six, they'd be in first place in the <laughs> NFC East. But Christ Almighty, I can't believe I just said that. But yeah, I mean, so that's kind of where we're sitting at with that. Yeah. Uh, but look, I mean, the Raiders are going to be tough. The mm-hmm. Raiders are going to be they're they're going to spoil a lot of people's kind of yeah. They're going to spoil a lot of people's dreams. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, we'll see what happens, but the, the the Raiders pick up a win. Although the Chargers find another way to lose, and they drop he dropped a touchdown pass with no time left. Yeah, hate all to you got to do it. is catch him. Hate to bring see it, it into the body. Um, and but but then Shane last night, you know, the last game we're going to kind of touch on before we do a recap of the rest of the games. God damn, son, the Saints were up thirty-one nothing at halftime last night on Tampa Bay. Man, can you explain this? No. Um. Like, yeah, I, I literally have no idea, um, which is funny because I feel like this is also, also why people need to need to pump the brakes a little bit on this whole who needs who more. Because um, I don't ever really yeah. recall t- 
Tom Brady under the Belichick era doing looking this bad. Like yeah. <laughs> um so I don't know like it's the the Saints team here um I mean obviously they just walked all over the Buccaneers which I think that's the bigger tell on this one. Obviously the Buccaneers are probably going to make the playoffs obviously. Um but Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know about that. Sorry. Um because I mean the Saints don't look I mean they don't look like your your typical Saints um this season and they just did whatever they wanted to against this Buccaneers team. So this is kind of a less severe version of um of the Steelers of them kind of playing down. This isn't as much of a playing down sort of game. Um but what Buccaneers you're going to get is a I feel like is a question mark still. A little bit more consistent yeah. obviously, but when the Buccaneers look bad, they look bad at football. Like like they they look straight up lost while trying to play football when they're playing bad. <laughs> you know, so I didn't even think about that until right now. Like their two losses are against the Saints, and I think they're you know, the loss of the Bears. So they have three losses. In those three losses, they've looked like they would rival the worst team in football. Yeah, and and that's and, the sort of stuff where it's like you can let that slide during during the regular season, especially whenever you know you're only a two loss football team. But like you can't even have games close to that in the playoffs, like. Like, and that's what makes the NFL playoff system beautiful is you have one game. Like, you don't have a series. You don't have, like, two or three games to, to, to prove you're right. You have one game to be right. So, if this Buccaneers team thinks that they can show up to the playoffs like this, like, they're doomed. Like, there's no way yeah. they're going to, like, they'll go one and done if they show up like this in the NFL or in, in the playoffs. I mean, I can't disagree with you on that. The, the you know, because. The thing about this game, too, that stunned me, um, the amount of times that the Buccaneers ran the ball, they had three three people act as running back running the football yesterday. They ran the ball five times this game. Well, Shane, you're down thirty one nothing in halftime. How many times are you realistically going to run the ball? I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. But like, so I mean, that just shows like this team. Un- like, if you get this team unbalanced, they're doomed. Because like again. You like I mean they still couldn't get the the passing game going and they have Mike Evans A B was actually in Gronk and Godwin and you couldn't get any any like passing efficiency going. Like I mean look, I look I mean before you knew it I I sat down and I watched that game and it was twenty one nothing when I sat down and I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it was thirty one nothing at halftime Shane, thirty one nothing at halftime. The, like they played so bad that Jameis Winston got on the field. Yes, like, he did, and he ate that W after yeah. the game. <laughs> Christ, like, Jameis Winston, what a like, fucking what a fraud, Saints, as my dad would the, say. The Saints had three quarterbacks like getting significant playtime because of how bad the Buccaneers. Like that's how far gone the game was. They're like, oh, how like, many more passes? How many more passes can Drew Brees throw to Taysom Hill though? Um, I mean, if it gets them what like a thirty-eight-seven win, I like. <laughs> no, it wasn't thirty-eight-seven. It was no, it was thirty-eight-seven. Like, no, it was 38 38-3. something like that. Yeah, single digits, regardless. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, <laughs> fucking like, terrible. If I mean, if it keeps churning out victories like that, as many times as they want, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Taysom Hill's going to fucking – what a gadget back he is. I'm just tired of seeing a receiver wearing number seven. He's just playing backyard uh, football out there, and it's awesome. I kind of love it, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those are the games we kind of wanted to focus on. But there are, there are a couple other highlights from this week. Like uh, Shane, our boy Jake Luton, almost took the Jaguars <laughs> over to beat the the Texans, man. Is Jake Luton the new quarterback in Jacksonville? Maybe a little controversy stirring up with him and Gardner Minshew? Um, yeah, because for whatever reason, Jacksonville thought that Gardner – well, there was one reason why Gardner Minshew was the guy this year. Because um, marketing – um yeah and too bad there's no fans in the stadium yeah um but no yeah i think that uh i wouldn't be surprised to see uh to see jacksonville try and make a move or two um this offseason for quarterback play because yeah <laughs> you think yeah well I, let's think? hope so let's hope so i mean the jag the look, the jags are gonna jag so we'll see what happens look they're gonna end up with a top five pick and they better not have a blake bortle situation play out again taking him number three overall and shit. Um, uh, look, the Jaguars, look, Jake Luton, the fucking rookie out of, I don't even know where the fuck he went to college, but. Uh, Cambria Route Business College. Yeah, <laughs> Cambria Route Business College. But uh, but no, like, so so Jake Luton here drives down the field, uh, scores, but they can't get the two-point conversion. The Texans win. I think this could be chalked up as the Texans are are hideous. Yep. Their defense and their team in general is hideous. Or that, the, you know, Jake Luton actually played the game of his fucking life, and then next week he'll just be Jake Luton, I guess, yep. right? Other, Oh, my gosh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The other one, uh, um, have we ever seen a team get a bigger just hole in the sail um, with this Colts-Ravens game? Um, uh, no. Because they, they, they had the Ravens up against the ropes there. I know it was only the first quarter there, but, like um, – they were about to be in a situation where, where, I mean, elephant in the room, it's a lot easier to, com- to command a game with a two-possession lead than to be even. And they were knocking on the door, and like it just felt like they lost the game after that fumble um, where Phillip Rivers had one of the least athletic moments in football history. Um, Christ, it and- looked like a turtle out there. <laughs> Just kicking his legs and arms up in the air. I saw someone post t- today that he got attacked by a turf monster, and that's why he fell over. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, like, yeah, that, that team potentially had those Ravens up against the ropes, and and then it just fell out from under them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, the Colts, the Colts look like they're a quarterback away from, like, being Super Bowl contenders. Honestly, that defense is crushing. That, that defense good. is stingy. Um, yeah. So I have no idea. Yeah. Like that's yeah. I have no idea. Like, um, you have to wonder at what point do you think about Jacoby Brissett, or is it just the fact that you've paid Philip Rivers so much money that benching him is just not an option? It's or, just not an option. Or are you trying to be bad so you can get the quarterback of the future? I mean, well, I don't know because the Colts are pretty competitive, but um, either way, uh, they should have won that game. But the the Ravens do prevail twenty four to ten. And really keep putting pressure on the Steelers in the AFC North. Yeah. Uh, Shane, yesterday in the Giants-Washington game, Kyle Allen, he had an ankle injury that rivaled Dak Prescott, my Another friend. Another cramp, is, huh? Yeah, his foot uh, was not supposed to be pointing in that direction, which brings in Alex Smith, and I'm positive they didn't have any other quarterbacks, so they were yeah. like, please well, don't get fucking hurt. Well, please. well, you still have Dwayne Haskins. Very true. Although uh, at this point, I'm pretty sure that Riverboat Ron would would prefer him putting on pads and taking the field than putting him back out there. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> just trade the guy if you don't if you don't think that well, much. They, of they, they, miss, they missed that chance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, I this is a, a 
a terrible Alex Smith threw two back breaking interceptions yeah. yesterday in the fourth quarter. They were driving and they were just absolute killers of <laughs> interceptions. Like both times, because the one thing I will say about the giants, they're playing really fucking hard for this Joe judge. <laughs> they're playing their hearts out. They're, they're one of the best. They're like the best two and six team I've ever seen or three and six team or whatever. They play their fucking asses off. This is, you know? but they this just, is the, the not classic uh, from kicking and screaming um, though. Yeah. Co- coach, we poured our heart and souls out for the love of the game. Um, yeah. Except for Will I mean, Ferrell that's... doesn't actually call them a liar in this situation. Cause they're definitely, exactly. trying. they're definitely trying. And we're, where in the fuck has Jabril Peppers been? And where did he come from? Because apparently he's the best free safety in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the Browns are going to make this guy a returner. Yep. It's like the best safety in the NFL. Yep, like, dude. what the fuck are you doing? That's that's what, like, a, another classic, like, Browns are going to Browns, dude. Like, just mismanaging yeah, yeah. talent. Like, they gave him away, didn't they? Was, it, was he in the Odell trade? Oh, yeah. Like, what what a hilarious thing. Yep. Uh, but the Giants do pick up the win 23 um, 20. Look, that division is still up for grabs. Even at two and seven, the Giants are only a game out of first place. What a, what a hilarious thing. What an absolute. I think it's, it might be a thing. game and a half, actually. We'll go to the old Twitter mach- or Google machine. Yeah, but, I'm uh, literally looking at the standing right now. Keep talking. Um, but yeah, so I think that. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, coming up here, uh, the Giants are terrible. The the Washington football team is terrible. But, so you know, how is. bad could it be? Here it is. Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are leading that division. 3-4-1 and one is their record. Mm. Um, there is not a single team in that division that is outscoring their opponents. Um, no. We'll just go down the um, list real quick. Philadelphia uh 186 for points for 205 points against um Washington's like negative 30 on that ratio um the Cowboys are negative like 86 in that ratio (laughs) and then the the Giants are are negative 50 in that ratio what a hilarious thing oh my god and so after looking at this Washington is a game and a half out of first place at being two and six and the Cowboys and Giants are a mere two games yeah. out of first place. They're two, and, two seven and seven and still battling. They could still make the playoffs yeah. at two and seven. <laughs> what a <laughs> like fuck. The beauty of this too is that they don't even have to win out. Like let's who are the um, no. the Eagles. The okay, so the Eagles and Giants play this week. Someone has to oh, win God. that game. So now somebody <laughs> does. Watch Daniel Jones play the fucking game of his life. <laughs> They just they beat the shit out of Philadelphia. I would laugh so fucking hard because then this team's gonna be three and seven in a game and a half out of first place. Like, hey, this division's still up for grabs. Again, we talked about it last week. What, Shane. Like, okay, there's so, gonna be a ten. There's gonna be a ten or eleven yep. te- win team sitting at home. Yeah. Um, and let's just hope it's the Bears because the Bears don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Also, God, um, yeah, look, but, well, I was I was just about to bring the Bears up. Can I please go for it? Can yeah. I please? <laughs> Has there been a more putrid offense in the NFL than the Chicago Bears right now? And I'm including the New York Jets. I'm including Dude, them in the conversation. The Bears are like, you know, you know, we need to really do this Nick Foles spark here, um, and. Like you know, this is the the, t- the what our offense needs, and just has just laid eggs 
for weeks. I mean, now. like this team looks so look, bad. Like when they were talking about when they were talking about replacing Nick Foles with Mitchell Trubisky after they replaced Mitchell Trubisky with Nick Foles, and my head's going to explode. But they're talking about going back to Mitchell Trubisky, who, if we all remember, looked like he didn't belong in the NFL ever. <laughs> And now Nick Foles, you bring him in. Oh, this guy's a Super Bowl MVP. But he proves again that on any team that isn't named the Philadelphia Eagles, yep. he is a subpar starter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look. Unbelievable. The, like How this guy won a Super Bowl is shocking to me. Yeah. Shocking. Because what, what I saw yesterday, and I heard a lot of people putting Matt Nagy's coaching style kind of on blast because they're like, look. Two quarterbacks can't run your offense correctly. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, some of it does fall on Nagy. You can't help but say it doesn't. Well, someone, God, I mean, someone has fuck? to take the, take the fall for it. <laughs> I mean, look, the fucking Bears are terrible. Yeah. If you don't know how bad the Bears are, man, I got fucking, ugh. Yeah. The Bears are horrific. They're horrific. Yeah. And the Titans go in there. Obviously, our boy Michael, he's a big Titans fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to see what he, he like, had to like what he saw, you know, because the Titans, although the Bears look, Bears don't look like they should be beating anybody. You know what I mean? At this point, right? They don't look wonder, like they should be beating I anybody. I wonder if we're going to see them fall from, because they were number, they were first in the division at one point, weren't they? Weren't they beating out the, the Packers for a second? Yeah, well, they were five and one and now they are five and four. What? I wonder if there's any chance that they fall to the bottom of this division. Well, look, you got the lines in that fucking division. And the Vikings, who, look, does Dalvin Cook look like the best running um, back in football right ever? Potentially, isn't it? <laughs> I think I, I read a thing that he's, I believe he's the first NFL running back to have two 200-yard running games back-to-back. No, it was, uh, he had 250-plus scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. That's you know back to back weeks like that's, that's fucking crazy. Uh, that's literally I mean, look, insane. And we shift from the Bears, unfortunately, to this Lions Vikings game where Dalvin Cook put a stamp on it. And and are you ready for this? Ready. The Vikings aren't completely out of it yet. Yeah. True. I mean, especially with it's with that, hard with to, that eighth seed that's going to be happening in this playoffs here, like. I mean, all of a sudden they can go from three and five to really be battling for that eight seed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. The the Vikings don't look now because Dalvin Cooks is playing like this. Look, he can cover up a lot of Kirk Cousins shortcomings. <laughs> look, he's he's running like I a think, maniac down there right now. Look, dude, I think that I, it's insanity. I think that I could play efficient quarterback with a running back playing like that. Yep. I just do. Yep. You know, oh my gosh, because yeah. that takes that takes everything else out of play because the play action will work now. And so don't look now, but the Vikings, after picking up a win in Detroit or uh, against Detroit, I should say, don't look now. This team's for real, you yeah. know, at three and six. They're for real. <laughs> um, And then obviously we got the Patriots and the Jets tonight. Um, Look, nobody's looking forward to that game. Nobody. Uh, and then the only, then the only game we didn't cover Shane, the Seahawks go to Buffalo and lay an absolute egg, which 
You don't see Russell Wilson making two crucial mistakes like that. There's two, yeah. two crushing interceptions, one in the end zone. And then Josh Allen, look, um, which, I crowned him a little early on this show. Which, uh, which, which Bills team are we getting here? Yeah. Like, like look, they look, Josh they Allen look threw bad for, for a couple weeks there. Yeah. Bad. And they're and, like, and we had, what, only four incomplete passes all game? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He had 415 yards passing. 415 yards. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, look, the the, the startling stat that uh that I saw today was Seattle was ranked second for most points given up through eight weeks of an NFL season. Jeez. So their defense like, is literally Russell has to has to outperform. Like yeah. he, like he has he cannot have a bad game, and obviously this is prime example like i can't he, wait he can't even can't have, wait to f- he can't even have an a minus game like yeah he has to play it, which it showed yesterday because mm-hmm. he had two big interceptions in their defense here here's the only thing you need to know shane through eight weeks seattle's defense has given up north of 3500 yards total it's a lot of yards man through that's, eight games that's uh is that almost two miles yeah i don't know <laughs> Boy, let's look at that one up. What is it? Thirty five hundred yards. Uh, how many miles yards. is? How many miles is thirty five hundred yards? Let's see here, Shano. Because a foot is is or uh, um, uh, a yard is three feet. That uh, that is uh, yep, two mi- just about two miles. <laughs> That's a, in the business we call that not good. Um. Yeah, uh, in the old NFL business, that is not going to cut it. But that should tell you why Russell Wilson should win the MVP because yeah. they're six and three. Yep. <laughs> you know, or they're I don't even know what the record is at this point. I think they might be six and two because they've already had their bye week. So yeah, six and um, two. but yeah, so I yeah they're six and two. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I mean, like, they look they looked good uh, yesterday. The Bills just punked them out. Yeah, you know, and so it's going to be interesting to see what Seahawks team we get on the second half there, my friend. Right? Yeah. I, I think they'll turn it around. It, it's like, that's one of those experienced teams. Like, they're going to figure it out. Like, yeah. But I'm excited to see what yeah. happens, though. It's going to be electric. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is going to be electric. And that, uh, look, that closes out our week nine chatter. I mean, we do it every week. We break down every single game and kind of our thoughts. And sometimes we have guests on here. And sometimes we just feel like talking NFL. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where today landed in Shane. Before we get out of here, though, man, we got to we got to pick these week ten games, buddy. We gotta we gotta see what we're feeling out, right? I mean, we do it every week, and and let me just say, your boys mopping it up. I mean, just mopping it up, my friend. Um, look, I I went ten and three this week, Shane. I went ten and three, baby. Hey, that, that's how we do it fuck, over here. That's how we do it. Over fuck here. Shane Stradamus. Lance Stradamus is here. Oh my god, this is yeah. Heresy. Um, um, yes, but uh, you finished eight and five. You did. We were even, but I, I have kind of regained my foothold overall. I'm seventy-five and thirty-one, and I got a four-game lead over my esteemed co-host here, seventy-one and thirty-five, which is still respectable, or still respectable number over five hundred, but maybe not as good as your your boy here. And with that, Shane, are you ready to pick some Week Ten games? Let's go for it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, starting Thursday night, get your tickets now. It's the Colts. It's the Titans. Shane, what Colts team we're going to get here? Are they enough to beat the Titans this week? I don't think. Um, 
I think I'm gonna lean Tennessee on this one. Um, gonna give him the old Michael Rowe bump on this. Um, I just don't trust that Colts offense um, mm-hmm. to to confidently ever pick them from here on out, um, especially in this game. So I'm gonna go Colts, or I'm gonna go uh, Titans in this one. Okay, uh, I will also join you on the Titans train. Uh, I think that you're you're right. That Colts offense is so up and down. You don't know which one you're gonna go get in a short rest after that bad loss. I mean, I'll, I'll take look. The Titans are going to win, and they're going to kind of start getting hot again, and they're going to be one of the better teams in the AFC going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have a game that might not be as glamorous. It is the Texans traveling to Cleveland to take on your favorite quarterback and mine, Baker Mayfield, and the Cleveland Browns. Shane, who you got in this AFC matchup? I'm going to go Browns on this one. Uh, coming off the bye week, I think they're going to be rested, prepped up, and also this Texans team just does not look good um, flat out. Yeah. So I'm going to go Browns on this. I'm actually also going to take the Browns, which is rare because I, I swore I would never pick them again for the rest of the season. But you're right. This Texans team looks undermanned and un- overmatched. And uh, I just think the Browns, you know, they, they're kind of finding their groove a little bit. Mm-hmm. Although the question does – it does beg the question, what Browns team are we going to get? Are we going to get the yep. team that looked fantastic against some of these smaller teams? But, you know, in, in bigger games, you know, they came up a little flat. So it just all depends on what – Browns team we're going to get, and I think that they have enough to beat the Texans this week. So, uh, Next, we have the Washington football team going to Detroit to take on the Lions. Rob is excited, and nobody else outside of the states of Washington, uh, D.C., and Detroit, or I guess it would be Michigan. But, uh, Shane, who you got in this NFC This is game? one of the few of this week that I'm going to dub the blooper bowl, because um, zero good football is going to come from this one. Um solely for the sake um, of maybe depth, I'm going to lean Detroit on this one, again, with no vote of confidence. Because um, neither of these teams look good. Neither of them. Um, but I'm going to lean Detroit solely because um, if we get the the, the uh, football team that we got <laughs> from last week with Washington, I, mean, I, I was going to say because their team name is the football team. You get where I'm going. Um, if they play like they did last week, um, it's going to be Detroit all the way. So I'm going to lean Detroit. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't know. Like it's just going to be. It's going to be kind of interesting. Minutes. This we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, look, also here. I mean, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Washington because I think that Alex Smith needs that game, that feel good game, and I'm going to give it to him here. Um, Detroit just. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Detroit? We don't even know. So I don't think um, they know either. <laughs> I, no. So I'll take the football team in this game, um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, next, Shane, we got Tampa Bay traveling to Carolina, NFC South divisional game. The Buccaneers coming off that absolute ass whipping this week. The Panthers actually pushed the Chiefs to the brink. Who you got in this matchup? Um, I'm going to go um, Buccaneers on this one. Um just because I think this team is too experienced to give up two games that they should win back-to-back. Um, I think that Bruce Arians is going to pull the team together. I think maybe the Antonio Brown experiment is going to work a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean Bucks on this one. I think they're going to have a bounce-back game. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm also going to take the Buccaneers in this game because I think that uh, Tom Brady's too good. Yep. He's too good to be down. You know, we say that about the Eagles and, and, and shit like that, you know, but the Buccaneers are too good 
to stay down. So I'm going to take them to rebound here. I feel bad for Carolina because they seem like they're playing a brutal schedule right now. Yeah, they're bad. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's just look. I mean, that's just the luck of the draw sometimes. So uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers to rebound and get back on track this week. Uh, next, we have the Eagles and the Giants. Good gravy, Shane. I'm just going to get out of the way. This I'm is, taking the Eagles. Here this is go. my other blooper bowl here. Um, I I don't even know who to pick. I can't even confidently say the Eagles on that one. You said that one pretty dang quick, which I'm surprised by. Um, I'm going to side with you solely because if, if we're both wrong, it keeps me closer in the overall standings. Mm, I see. Okay, playing the long game. I like it. I like so I'm it. I'm going to go Eagles on that one. Okay, okay. Uh, next, a game that's probably a little easier to pick. The Green Bay Packers play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, Shane, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert, I'm also going to take the Packers mm. because I think that they're going to beat the brakes off of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, if we get the, the Aaron Rodgers that was playing the 49ers this week, criminy Christmas, watch <laughs> out. You know, so – um, but, yeah, I'll take the Packers in that game for sure. Uh, next, we have a low-key great game at a 405 start. The Bills travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. It's a hell of a game right there. Yeah. I mean, um, it's very – because the thing about this game is it could go both ways on which team you're going to get. Um, for the sake of watching good football, if we get both of the good Cardinals and both Bills, this is going to be an overtime thriller, I think. Um, but – if one of these teams don't bring their best, it's just going to be a blowout, I think. Um, man, this is a tough one. Um, you go first. You know what? I'm going to take the Bills in this game. I just think that they're riding kind of high. Um, Josh Allen looks like the quarterback we thought he was going to be, and they look poised to win the AFC East. That's who I'm taking, Shane. Yeah. Um, for the sake of competition, I'm going to go Cardinals on this one for the same reasons. Okay. Um, All right. Kyler Murray is the first person in NFL history to have, at like 10 weeks in, have 2,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards. Um, I think he's going to keep just staying hot. Um, I, I think they're going to pull one out here. Good deal. Uh, next, the Chargers travel to Miami. Obviously, the Chargers off the heartbreaker this week. Uh, Miami red hot right now. Shane, who you got in this AFC game? Um, I think... Um, this is going to be a kind of a double-edged sword. I'm going to go Dolphins for the win on this one, um, solely because I don't trust that Chargers defense as far as I can throw it. Um, but I do think that this is going to be the Justin Herbert stamp for him winning Rookie of the Year, though. I think he's going to have a great game, um, but I think the Dolphins are going to edge this one out. I'm actually going to go with the Chargers on this one. Here's why. Um, I think Herbert is at that point, and I, I think you're spot on. I think he's going to have the stamp game, and that's going to be enough to take him over the top. Because, yep. um, look, sometimes you can overcome bad defenses uh, with just excellent quarterback play. I think this game will be back and forth. I'm high on both of these teams. Mm -hmm. but right now, I just think the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins are going to be coming off an emotional game. They just beat Arizona. you know. So I, I think it's going to be hard to kind of get up two weeks in a row like that. I will take the Chargers and my boy Justin Herbert going in there and taking care of business. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, next, we have the Broncos traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders in Las Vegas. So, Shane, I mean, who you got in this AFC West matchup? Raiders. Easy, I think. Um, again, while I do think the Raiders are looking great and they're, they're showing some real potential right now, um, it just can't be said enough 
how lackluster this Broncos team is. Because um, mm. yeah. you know, we, um, we have teams who are inconsistent from week-to-week basis. The Broncos are so inconsistent in-game um, that I'm, I don't think that you can bet on them. So I, I think we're going to yeah. get Raiders on this one. Um, look, the Broncos played the Falcons, but we didn't touch on it because, look, Lance is sick about uh, talking about the Falcons week in and week out because his team frustrates me to no fucking end. Okay, you let Drew Locke, you let Drew Locke march down the field and almost win the game when you had a big lead in that game. Yep. You had a big lead. Shame on you. You didn't lose this one, but you're lucky if you had a quarterback, any other quarterback other than Drew Locke, I think That's the Broncos w. win that game. But, yep. yeah. Uh, I'll take the Raiders here also, though. I think that uh, – I just think that you're right. The Raiders are kind of riding that wave. The Broncos, we don't know who the hell they are. So, I'm going to take the Raiders here for an easy W and uh, just moving up in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have Seattle going to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Obviously, Seattle's going to be pissed after this game yep. last week. Um, and the Rams, you know, coming off the bye week, we're going to see, you know, kind of what they got going on. Shane, who you got in this NFC West matchup? I'm going bounce back game. Uh, Seahawks are going to pull this one out. And I, I like, not going to be a blowout, but it's not going to be close. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll actually go with the Rams in this game. I think the Seahawks are a little vulnerable. If you even get good quarterback play out of Jared Goff, um, he can kind of gash that defense a little bit. And I just think... It's going to be a boat race. I could see this game being 38-35 or some mm. stupid shit like that. But I will take the Rams uh, to win. Uh, next, we have the Bengals and the Steelers. The Bengals look pretty good for being, you know, 2-7. and seven. Joe Burrow looks like yep. he is the real deal. The Steelers kind of reeling off that close win against Dallas. So, Shane, do you think the Bengals go in there and upset them? Nah, I think, I think even with um... – even if Ben goes out on this game and Mason or Rudolph comes in, I think the defense is going to be strong enough to keep the Steelers afloat here, um, because that that O line that that Joey Burrow is behind is just pitiful. Um, yeah, it's pr- it's pretty. So bad. yeah, I'm going Steelers on this one. All right, um, I will also take the Steelers because I'm not an idiot, but <laughs> I think there's a lesson to be learned in this game. Yep. Uh, Joe Burrow, like. We're going to find out how he stacks up against somebody like Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. You know, can he go toe-to-toe with somebody like a veteran like Roethlisberger? It's going to be a good game either way, but I do think the Steelers uh, pull that one out in the end. Uh, we have the 49ers led by Nick Mullins traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Probably C.J. Beathard at this point. Uh, who <laughs> knows? Um, either way, uh, Saints look like one of the best teams in the NFL last night, but they have also been inconsistent. Shane, who you got in this game? Going Saints on this one, I'm pretty sure half of the – I don't even know if the if the 49ers have a full roster right now um, because of all the injuries yeah. and crap they have. So, um, yeah, Saints are pulling this one out handily, I think. Yeah, I th- I'll agree with that. I think the Saints kind of pull it out, and I think that uh, the 49ers have just – this year's kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they know that. And I think that they're just kind of looking forward to the future and kind of seeing where things go with that. Um, Sunday night, we have the Ravens and the Patriots. On paper, we thought it was going to be a better game uh, than what it probably is going to end up being. Uh, Look, I'm taking the Ravens, Shane. Uh, I have no faith in Cam Newton. I have no faith in this New England offense. And until they prove me otherwise, until they beat the Jets on Monday Night Football this week, you know, I, I'm just going to take the Ravens, and I'm going to pick against them a lot. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one, although I will say I don't think that this is going to be a blowout because elephant in the room here, um, 
Baltimore doesn't look that great either. Um, the offense right. is kind of um, it's not it's no longer that NASCAR super fast. You know, big plays happening. Um, yeah, it's sputtering a little bit. Yeah, so I think that this is gonna be a close one. Um, I don't think this is gonna be like a thirty point game or anything cr- like crazy like that. But I do have Baltimore winning this one. All right, yeah. Um, so and that brings us to Monday night, which we get another uh, another barn burner on Monday night, boy. <laughs> It is the Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, Chicago's offense looks like butt cheeks. <laughs> Minnesota, Dalvin Cook looks like the best running back in the NFL. Shane, do you give the Bears any chance in this game? Zero. Um, in yeah. fact, I think that the Bears, because I think this is going to be the one game that Kirk Cousins looks good in, um, because the Bears are going to load the box or do some or like try and overcompensate for that for that running game um and then Kirk Cousins will just have wide open receivers to throw to all game um or uh Delvin Cook is just gonna run for 200 again on someone so um Mm. yeah so I'm gonna go Vikings on this one and uh it's not a hard pick um (laughs) yeah I think I'll go I think I'll go Minnesota in this game also if if you're wondering what my hot take of the week is. I think the Bears are going to go five and eleven after starting five and one. <laughs> you think? I I was going to say I thought that I I think we might see a Trubisky sighting this game. <laughs> I think we're going to see it sometime this season, and it's I, embarrassing. And I think and, this is and, the one. I think especially if this offense comes out like just cold as ice, um, I think we could potentially see a second third drive of the game having Trubisky under center um who would have thought who would have thought we'd make you know, the, the switch old, and then me and you the old, this is the old Michael Scott um the uh, having the vasectomy reversed and then having the reverse vasectomy reversed snip snap snip snap snip snap um oh. we're gonna see Mr. Trubisky coming back into this game who would have thought that <laughs> who would have thought that we'd be talking about this who would have thought we would be, you know, and that brings us to the end of the of the week ten picks. But but who would have thought that once you pull Mitchell Trubisky and we are, are counted among the the many that said he'll never play another down in, in a Chicago Bears uniform, and here he is. People are just clamoring to see him again. I I think especially if Nick Foles plays lackluster in this game, um, if they keep him in, this proves that they are that the that the tank is in and they're they're going to try and get whatever on earth they can possibly get um yep like, i can see that yeah yep so i mean that's that's our week 10 picks look we'll probably keep it up like we always do because we're the best in the business of what we do so we'll probably keep that up and uh you know you just have to tune in next week to find out yeah. uh but shane that brings us to the heel of the week time and we teased it a little bit at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. it's a little double bird this week two count them two heels of the week one ea once again strikes again they were they were the heel of the week no more than a week ago yep when they cut our game short which i had you beat in in man yeah. um a life this- update on that one i won the super bowl so Yes, you did. Because I, exactly what I thought would happen <laughs> did. You blew me out the next time we played. I, I called it. But um, by the way, uh, we've all come to the conclusion that Shane uh, compliments you even when he's whooping your ass, and it makes it that much worse. Yeah, um, but uh, the big thing with this EA move of them being one of the heels of the week. Man, Shane, what a way to move off that, buddy. Hey, uh, 
I'm not gonna say no. Um, but you don't uh, want to. You don't want to give away those dickhead secrets. But yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Why is EA the heel of the week this week? Um, because first of all, um, I've had to run. So essentially, they put up a patch, uh, for some sort of server error or something like that. Did a game update, and the game update essentially crashed the game. So literally, EA's thing is to uninstall and then reinstall the game. Um, and that is how you fix this glitch currently, um, which I've currently had to do twice because my Madden will not uh, like open up right now. So um, this is again um, the culture um, on the team that I'm run, running in, in our connected Madden league right now. This is bulletin board material. This is this is Madden itself trying to keep us down, afraid of the three peat. Um, so I feel bad for anyone who gets in my way now. Okay, I feel it. Uh, so, the, look, EA is going to be heel of the week until they fix this fucking game, damn it. Because I paid for it, and I want it to be... $60 for this. Uh. <laughs> for for a game update, you know? So, um, so it's, yeah, fuck you, EA. Uh, second of all, um, and this is kind of personal for me, uh, the second heel of the week is a group of people, Shane. You know a group of people that is? No, hit me got to be the GOP. And for those who don't know at home, that is the Republican Party. Here's why. This is not a political show. We talk about some things that we believe on here, but this is overall we like to keep it fight, fun and light, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what have you. Uh, on Friday, Joe Biden, I think it might have been Saturday, actually. Yeah. Joe Biden was elected the president of the United States. He's president-elect Joe Biden to everybody except Republicans for some reason who claim widespread voter fraud with absolutely zero evidence. Yeah. Which and is just fu- saying that there's voter fraud because you lost is not evidence. Yep. Yeah, that, that that doesn't that's not how reality works. We don't we don't think it to cry and change the rules. That's not how it works. The well, funny don't thing- look now, but don't look now, but Mr. I have my pants around my ankles himself, Rudy Giuliani's in it. So um <laughs> look, I mean it's all good now, you know, Mr. Yep. Litigator over here. I can't wait to see what he brings to the table when he doesn't know when he's being filmed for a movie, the fucking idiot. But, um, look, and I'm not even, and I've been one of the guys on the entire heel current turn collective radio network. I've been the one guy that has been kind of the tunnel for the voice of Trump, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't been overly critical on him like everybody else has, and I won't because I don't think that he's the boogeyman like everybody says he is. With that being said, this is the biggest sore loser fucking stump speech I have ever seen in my goddamn life, Shane. Ever. Like, this is the this is being a sore loser on a whole different fucking level. Yeah, this, this is like, another this dimension, is like, dude. This is unbelievable. Because you're holding the country fucking hostage is what you're yep. doing. And... Yep. You're just reminding everybody that you have four, 72 days left in office. Yep. You have 72 days left in office. Yep. And, and it's just, it's blowing my mind that, like, the Secret Service doesn't drag this guy out by his fucking hair. Well, I think that's kind of, well, first of all, his hair will fall off if we do that because it's not real. But um, mm. second of all, um, he's already alluded to that kind of being the game plan eventually. So, um, awesome. Sees the, uh, the season two episode one of uh of America here in twenty twenty one is gonna be hysterical and I think that's gonna be <laughs> the image that we see to start off the new year is um the old Dorito dust Trump getting dragged out of office. Mm. 
Um, I feel it. I feel it. And it's it's going to be, be. It's going to be electric, is what it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. We're going to see up on January twentieth, who's standing in there getting sworn in as the president. The rest of us on planet Earth know it'll be Joe Biden. So congratulations to him. Yep. Republicans will still say that uh, it is voter fraud. So, yeah. uh, just completely. Don't worry. You're not doing irreparable damage or anything. You're not like, you know, just shitting all over democracy, which is an entire thing this country's built on. Don't worry. You're not doing any of that. You're not you're not putting it in people's minds that there's widespread voter fraud and really bringing uh, to the knees that, in this country. What, that what is literally just... has Fox News itself being like, no, like. Yes. <laughs> yes. A, a trusted ally of the Trump administration, Fox News, also have distanced themselves from this guy. And. <laughs> At this point, like it's like, look, stop saying there's widespread voter fraud. It's kind of the same thing. I hate when people say defund the police. Defund is not the correct word. Mm-hmm. Reallocate the police is the correct nomenclature. Yeah. Okay? Not defund. Because defund, people think, you just want to destroy the police department and have us all just govern ourselves. No, that's no. not what that is. <laughs> but, uh, you know... People will never fucking understand that. I get in fights with people I've known for 20 fucking years, Shane, over this. And I just, I'll never understand it. Whatever. Unreal. Um, but look, we, we have a new president, so congratulations. Look, as a father of two daughters, seeing Kamala Harris be elected as a vice president is, is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be a big deal to everybody. But you know what Republicans say, right? She slept her way to the top. Wait, is that, has someone actually said that? Yes, the entire Republican... Yoinkers. Yes. <laughs> Come on, man. It's the entire Republican army on Twitter. I'm, I'm probably going to be executed just for saying this. I'm I'm not the most sto- stoked about those two winning it, but I super didn't want uh, Trump to win it. So for that, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, that, right, that, well, is, we're... that is a, that is like a cool moment as far as like, um, like national milestone, you know? Um, well, well I, I think it, we're it, obviously pro Republican on this show. True, yeah. It does paint a picture that, like, um, that anything, like, anyone actually does have the opportunities to do the things that they want to do. Um, I think it, like, regardless of what policies were, I think it did make it a little bit more possible, um, for everyone else in the country, not just the old white people. So that was nice. Yeah. Big shout out to them, though. Um, we'll see what happens. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Shano, that brings us to the end of the show, my man. Mm. Um, check out the sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use that promo code HEELTURN20. You get 20% off your basket today. We're going to have Vinny back on the show here pretty directly because I want to talk to him in the mid, in the midst of this Browns kind of resurgence and get his uh, view on it. So we're going to have him back on. We got a lot of cool shit coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. Check out the heel turn collective radio network on Facebook. Uh, check out the heel turn collective on Instagram. We're trying to build everything up. We're trying to get that, uh, you know, that, uh, electricity going, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, the reaction we've had through 25 episodes has been really stellar and we can, can't thank you enough for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, check me out on Twitter. I'm at collective heel. Uh, Shano over here is, Rain Shiley. Yes, he is. And, uh, you know, just let us know on Twitter. You know, call us pieces of shit. Uh, call us, you know, assholes or whatever you want to. Just let us know what you think of the show. We'll take it with a smile. Yep. Uh, and Shane, I mean, after all that, buddy, is there anything else you want to say before we get the hell out of here? Um, there is one little debate I want to have here. I want to get your thoughts and opinions on this. Um, all right. From a couple weeks ago, 
I had to, I had this this discussion. What is worse to you, toe shoes or toe socks? Mm. Okay. Um, so most of the time, toe socks are in the rainbow variety. Um, they're very feminine in the way that they look. Um, but I'd rock them because it's fine. But toe shoes. See, feet to me are, are hideous. I can't stand feet. Uh, I would say that I wear socks 98% of the time. I'm only not wearing socks when I take a shower, obviously. <laughs> and whenever I feel like I've had socks on for at least two weeks straight. <laughs> you it's sleep bad. in socks? I, fuck yeah, sleep in socks. Are you kidding me? I don't sleep in socks. That's weird to me. Uh, well, look, anyway, to answer the question, I got to go toe shoes, my man. What says you? Um, weirdly enough, I think I'm team toe socks being weirder. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know why it just feels, um, it just feels more taboo to me. I don't know why. Obviously I'm not saying that toe shoes are okay. Toe shoes are super not okay, but I think that toe socks are slightly even less okay. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm toe socks on that one. Either way, I'm dogging on both of them, and you'll never catch me in either of them. But you know what? I think the absolute worst combination is the toe socks with the flip-flops. Ooh, Not a fan. I've never seen that Not before. Oh, I'd call the police oh, on that hideous. person, I think. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would alert the proper authorities, right? Yeah, the console. Goddamn, son. Um, yeah, yeah, it's time. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good debate to have to, to close the show. So uh, I am Lance, he is Shane, and until next week, we'll have Week 10 action, and we might even bring a couple of friends along. And until then, we'll catch you later. See you.